going on everyone welcome back to the empowerment project this is a space dedicated to impacting lives at the intersection of christ community and creation i'm your host toby and this is actually part two of a two-part series entitled refining the reflection process so if you have yet to listen to part one of this episode go back and check that out really cool gems in there um, really talking about the importance of belief and how we have as a society come to this point of understanding affirmation understanding how words affect the way we believe things over our own lives and how we can kind of translate that into our current situations so definitely check that out in regards to today's episode part two is going to be talking about how you can actually set a new benchmark, right? A new standard for your life in relation to what you believe and the truths that you speak over your life and and how God and his word and his promises scripturally can actually be a point of reference for that process that you go through. So looking forward to hearing your thoughts. As always, definitely leave a rating Um, Reach out with your thoughts, with your feedback, and I hope you enjoy episode two, part two. All right, take care. Peace. You know, one of the things that a friend of mine, shout out Joel, if you're listening to this, (laughs) one of the things he talked about to me at one point regarding the gospel in particular is the fact that it is universal. Contrary to what people might see, there are certain truths over your life that the Bible talks about concerning your journey, concerning your your very being, that I, as a middle-class American, can take to the bank, and so can a kid in South Sudan. And we'll tap into those soon, but I just want to drop that little gem right quick. So in moving forward, how do we use God's scripture as the standard over our lives? I guess the first question is, in regards to your belief, what is the benchmark for how you view your life? You know, like what is the standard or reference point that's used to assess the quality of all the things in your life? I'll give some just standard examples. Let's say Jean-Michel Basquiat, famous painter, renowned. I mean, at this point, they didn't use him for everything. (laughs) But let's say he spends a year with you telling you that your art is incredible. Right? He's just like, yo, you have a future in this thing. Obviously, he's not alive. But let's say this artist tells you, someone that you look up to as an artist is telling you your art is incredible. You are made for this. You will go far. Let's say he tells you that versus an artist in your class. Or let's say MJ tells you, alongside maybe several other basketball players, that you have a future in this sport. That there's no doubt about it. That whatever you put your hands on, it will turn to gold. Or Viola Davis tells you that you have a future in acting. That the way you have this passion and this ability to adapt to any role that you've been given is one of one. That you will make it. 
Who are you more likely to trust? <laughs> Those who have set the standard for excellence in their industry or the person that in your eyes, whether it's yourself or that, that peer who's next to you, who's just as prone to messing up as you are. I mean, I, personally, I don't have to really think about it. If Viola Davis tells me I can act, I'm acting. I'm going to Hollywood tomorrow, and I'm putting her name in everybody's mouth. Yo, Viola Davis told me I could act. Put me in your movie. Because she said it. It's just putting that charger battery in my back because I know the benchmark that's been set by Viola Davis, and I can trust that her telling me I got this is a lot more valid than the average Joe. Now, and that's and that's just a very for surface level example from a human perspective, because they're still imperfect, too. But let's make it a bit more real. In my own life, right in 2018, um, I was given the opportunity to work on um, the set of Miss Virginia. If you haven't seen it yet, it's on Netflix. Amazing movie um, about a, an amazing black woman um, based in VA who just did so much to fight for the rights of um, youth education. And Uzo Aduba, who is a Nigerian actress, Emmy Award winner, Golden Globe nominated uh, actress, she was the lead on that set that day, well, for the movie, right? And one day she noticed me on set as a production assistant and she called me to the side. For some reason, she just noticed that I was Nigerian and was like, yo, you're Nigerian. I was like, oh my God, this woman has called me out from me. I'm just regular PA. And she just called me out and was like, hey, what's up? Let's talk. And it was such an amazing opportunity to just get affirmed, you know? And one of the things that in, in our culture in Nigeria, we have this kind of proverb slash saying that we say is, Nigerian no de carry last, right? And essentially what it means is we will emulate excellence in everything we do. We do not fail. I mean, think about it. Any Nigerian you've ever seen anywhere, um, I, I doubt that you'll find that they don't have a crazy level of focus on their dreams, on their ambitions. Even if they're their parents' ambitions, they still <laughs> they still have the same level of, you know, focus. I mean, down to the, even if we're scamming you, dog, like, if we are here to take your money to be corrupt, we'll do that too at the highest degree. There's no, there's no stopping us, you know? So she pulls me off to the side and, like, I'm talking to her about my future and the things that I'm interested in. She's like, you know, you have a very unique opportunity in front of you. You want to create this environment that connects the creative to the to the community development. Like you have a lot of different things that you're aiming for. And one of the questions I asked her was like, yo, I mean, you're an actress. You went the fine arts route. That is like, that is abomination, <laughs> you know, in a Nigerian household. And one of the things she told me was like, Remember what your parents taught you as a child of a Nigerian immigrant. But simply add that same drive 
in whatever you do. So it was taking that Nijanode carry last mentality as a proverb, as an unchanging blueprint and using it as a as a compass for myself. Right. And while not every Nigerian is successful, it is something that usually charges us up every time. It's that I cannot fail. So that's yet another example. But even your pride can only take you so far. Right. Even even that pride in myself as a Nigerian can only take me so far. While as a blueprint, it does continue to ring loudly in my ear. Um, eventually, mistakes and failure are inevitable, even if only for a short time. So what we need to do is set our eyes on the promises of the ultimate bar setter, the ultimate benchmark. So in that breath, let's connect these examples to God's word over us, because I think it's important um, for me to drop some some nuggets with some of you that you can look to as a reference point for your situation regardless of whether you're high or you're low for myself in moments of uncertainty i have three verses some of which you've already heard um, in your own life but philippians 1 6 the first one says being confident of this being confident of this that he who began a good work in you will be sure to complete it until the day of Christ Jesus. Now, some context for this. The person, the author of this verse that said, he who began a good work in you will complete it, was the Apostle Paul. Paul wrote this in prison. This man was persecuted and wrote this letter to a group of individuals in another region and said, that, yo, don't worry. The thing that God started in you, that passion he put inside you, he's going to finish it. He's going to come through on his promises. He wrote that in prison. I'd be crying over what job I'm going to have after finishing grad school. This man was in prison. So that's one. <laughs> in uncertainty, remember that. He's going to complete what he started in you. Another one, Romans 8, 28. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Now, for those of you who might not be believers, this is an invitation to tap into the promises of God and hopefully make that decision one day for your own life. But for those who are already children of God in this context, we always need to remember that when we continue to walk alongside God, he will work everything, both the good and the bad, both the certain and uncertain, together for the sake of our progression. And, of course, there's the Jeremiah 29, 11. This is, this is the IG bio. <laughs> this is the one everybody everybody has. But it is it is. It is that way for a reason. And in that one, this is, a, this is a necessary one to remember because in this context, God says, for I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. So whenever you're down, it's remembering that, yo, he has a plan for me. Even though this reality I'm looking at looks like it's harming me, he has a plan for me. This is bigger than, oh, tomorrow 
or, or I will be great, or this is bigger than I am worthy of these things. It's like, yeah, that's amazing. But what happens when you aren't? What happens when you know you made a mistake that does not deem you worthy of the hope and the future that God already said you have access to? So for me, I'm like, yo, if I'm getting grace and vision from the creator of life itself, that the things that I, I aspire to become will happen, then I can take that to the bank. And, and let's say, you know, let's say you do have a moment of self-doubt. What does the Bible say about that? In Matthew 5, 14, Jesus himself says, you are the light of the world. If you ever thought that you weren't worthy of something, or if you didn't have a unique enough quality that was worth spilling out to the world, he says, you are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your father in heaven. That's that's encouraging to me, at least, you know, that I've been given light and it's a light worthy of giving to other people. So lastly, to kind of sum that up, whether it's in f failure or sadness or frustration, if you believe these things that God says about you, this is what Jesus says regarding your walk. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house. Yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. That's Matthew 7, 24 to 25. That's deep, dog. I'm trying to be the homie that built his house on the rock. I mean, I don't think I need to explain too much about what happens to anyone who doesn't build their house on that rock. You saw the conditions that he spoke. He said when the rain came down, the streams rose, the winds blew. It didn't fall. So we need to remember and apply the truth to our life that keeps us from falling. So in closing... This isn't to say abandon the power of affirmation, right? Or speaking life over yourself. But always remember that the creator of life itself has consistent truths in his word concerning you. So in that case, I'm calling you to replace the temporary with what's eternal. God's promises, they, they don't change, dog. I mean, last the last word in the Bible is amen. Sometimes I've taken this word for granted, but in the Greek, amen means so be it. It is so. It's truth. That means you can receive it and know that it will come to pass, come to pass in your life. But in connecting it back to Kuwait's first observations about positive auto-suggestion, you still must believe <laughs> that is the common denominator in in whatever practice that you use you still must believe 
that God's promises over your life are true. And now, I mean, however your situation might look, you might have thought, man, if I designed this, it wouldn't it wouldn't look this way. But keep in mind that if you designed it, it doesn't matter how many ways you think it could have went. You you'd grow nowhere near as much if you put it all together. So best believe God knows what's going on. He's got his he's got his hand on this thing and he's got his hand over you. And he knows that the fruit of the season you're in is going to produce something amazing in you but you got to believe that and you got to apply his word to your situation so remember analyze your beliefs and the filter through which you view yourself and make a decision to replace it with the life that god has already given you access to you'll be fine keep striving keep going but keep keep god at the center i love y'all Hope you enjoyed today's dialogue. As always, please share, show love, and let me know what you think on whatever platform you're listening from. And as always, it is progress. It's always about progress over perfection. Stay up and stay blessed. Peace.